We are joined right now by PFF's lead NFL analyst. He is also co-host of the PFF NFL pod. He is a media personality. He is Sam Monson. Sam, what's going on? How's the week treating you so far? It's been good. It's been good. The beautiful uh, sunshine and weather of Vegas, of course. That's what we're all here for. Yeah, yeah, but when did you get here, man? Yesterday it was raining <laughs> sideways in hour number one, so I'm pretty happy about this right now. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not much better today, though. At least the rain's eased off. All right, so let me ask you this. Before we jump into the game, for those who do not know, those who know, know, but for those who do not know, what exactly is Pro Football Focus, and what was it like in the startup days when you were there as one of the members of the initial core team? Yeah, we're, we're an analytics company, right? But our USP, the, the thing that makes us unique is we are grading every single player on every single play, so we're adding some stuff in there, some context, some, some subjectivity, but it's important subjectivity, because it's the kind of thing that can tell you that not every 50-yard pass is a great play by the quarterback. Sometimes it's a great play by the receiver. Sometimes it's just bad defense, right? So the grades add in all these layers of context that when you start adding it together with the analytics and the data and the more uh, black and white objective stuff gets you to something that's completely unique out there. All right, so in a sense, Sam, who is the product for? Is it for teams? Is it for gamblers? Is it for fans? (laughs) Or is the answer yes? Yes, exactly. It's for everybody. I think that's the great thing about it. We sell to all 32 teams. We sell to every FBS team as well. All the, the media out there as well as people guys that just want to know how well is their offensive line doing how well is their defense so everybody really all right sam monson joining us let me ask you about patrick mahomes like patrick mahomes is still patrick mahomes and he's still doing patrick mahomes things you know never mind the crazy arm talent and that holy crap did he really just do that kind of thing let's drill down for a minute when you talk about his game right now from the shoulders up how would you describe the level of mistake-free ball that he's playing right now and, and it's in the postseason that he takes it to another level it's crazy he's already the best quarterback in the NFL, one of the best of all time. It's just a case of how long he goes. But when he hits the postseason for his career, he elevates it to a new level. And where he really changes his game in the playoffs is he stops making mistakes. He's already one of the most mistake-free quarterbacks in the NFL. But in the postseason, this year he doesn't have a single turnover-worthy play. So basically he hasn't put the ball in harm's way at all yet in the playoffs. But also his percentage of negatively graded plays at all. So you just miss a guy, right? A couple yards. It's not dangerous. It's just a bad throw. He cuts down what is already a league-leading figure in those to another level completely. Like four more percentage points come up, comes off that number in the postseason. Playoff Mahomes is a real thing, and regular Mahomes is already, you know, the best quarterback out there. So, in other words, he's not making big mistakes. He's not making small mistakes. If the Chiefs have another dominant defensive performance in them, and Mahomes is taking care of the ball the way he is, what is the Niners' best path for victory? Their only path to victory in that scenario is the receivers letting, the Kansas City receivers letting down Mahomes. You know, he can only put the ball in their hands if they're not going to come up with it. That's how the 49ers can, can triumph. But they're going to need something like that, I think, because that defense is amazing. Mahomes is amazing. The only thing left to go wrong is the other guys. Sam Monson joining us right now. Even they have stepped it up. Do you still have questions about the KC receiving core, or do you trust them at this point? I think you have to have questions just in terms of depth. We know Travis Kelsey's amazing. Playoff Kelsey's a real thing as well. Um, Rasheed Rice, the rookie, has stepped into that role. He's become a, a real viable secondary target. It's what happens if the 49ers are able to come up with a game plan that neutralizes those two guys. And teams have done that before when the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. There were teams that figured out a way of taking both of them away at the same time. It's really hard, but two weeks to game plan, you can do it. 
And if they have to go to everybody else, that's where I think you start to question whether those receivers can make those plays consistently. All right, Sam, what about Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy playing the way he is right now, is that going to be enough for them to win that chip, or is he going to have to find another level and play even better? I think he needs to get back to the level he was at earlier in the season, during the regular season, where he was genuinely playing fantastically. The playoffs, they haven't been as good. One game was in the rain, so maybe that that was part of it. Um, But last week wasn't great either. I think Purdy needs to play a clean, good game for him to keep pace. What concerns you more, his play or the play of the Niner defense at this point? I think his play is probably more concerning. The Niner defense is good, but, you know, Mahomes is Mahomes, and they're not going to make mistakes. So the Chiefs offense will have some success. Purdy needs to have a clean game to keep pace, I think. All right, Sam, as long as I have you here, let's look around the league for a minute. When you look at the quarterback market, where do you think Kirk Cousins is going to end up? Because is that not the first domino? Oh, absolutely. That's the one that's going to set the market for everything. And I think Atlanta still makes the most sense. That is a team ready to be good if they had a quarterback. They've got good skill position players. It's a good offensive line. Zach Robinson, the new offensive coordinator, former PFF Zach Robinson. So we have to talk him up. Um, it's ready. It's just got. It's ready for Kirk Cousins to step in there and be, be did, a good did, quarterback. Did you not try to match his salary? Did you try to talk <laughs> him out of leaving? We did. We did. There's a certain level of difference, though, in the, the, the draw of being an offensive coordinator in the NFL. I think he made the wrong decision, man. Well, I mean, you tell him. <laughs> no, no. I think he's all right. Let me. Okay. How about Russell Wilson? Do you think? I mean, is this out of line? Do you think that he's going to start in 2024? I think he could, yeah. I, there will could, be enough teams. Right? Good. He, well, he we're played, talking about a guy who was a lock for a Hall of Fame like, right. a few minutes ago. No, it is crazy. I mean, the, the, the drop-off in his performance and his standing has been amazing over the last couple of years. But he played pretty well this season. It just clearly wasn't going to be a fit with Sean Payton. And I think they made that decision quite early in the process. And there was nothing Wilson really could have done to win that job back. I mean, did this guy's brand, this guy's play, everything about him was unquestioned. Well, not everything, but in terms of that drop-off, how do you explain that? I mean, there's going to be slippage, there's going to be a drop-off, and then there's going off the mountain altogether and having a rookie call you a sack of potatoes. Like, how do you explain that drop-off? It's crazy. I mean, with all these things, it's a bunch of factors happening at the same time, right? Changing environment, uh, the league defenses started to change in, at the same time in a way that was going to cause his game problems anyway. You know, his, his game was always run around behind the line of scrimmage, manufacture a deep shot play, and that was what everybody was taking away with these Vic Fangio schemes and too high coverage shells and let's take away explosive plays. So his game was going to need to change anyway, and then you add in shipping to a different team and, and all the, and Nathaniel Hackett and everything that went wrong there. All of it at the same time was what really drove his play off a cliff. Sam Monson joining us right now. Sam, I like the way you operate on the X platform where you're interactive and you talk to people. I'm curious what the Steeler fans are saying <laughs> to you because on my, you're laughing already because on this show, I can tell you right now, they're not happy. They're not happy about anything. They're not happy that Mike Tomlin is staying and they're not happy or not leaving and they're not happy that Arthur Smith is coming in. I think Arthur Smith is a really interesting fit. What do you think about that fit and what do you think that means to the team and the offense? I'd love to tell you what Steelers fans think, but unfortunately, I think I finally muted all of Pittsburgh from, from my timeline, so I finally, finally reached that point. Um, yeah, Arthur Smith is a fascinating, because uh, he's not bad, right? It would be easy if he was just a terrible coach with a bad scheme that didn't work, and you could just say, let's move on, go in a different direction. He's not a bad coach. He's a good coach, but he has this crazy sort of fascination with 
hitting you with the thing you're least expecting, right? You've got four amazing players over here, and so this guy's going to be the one that I'm going to design the offense for, and he's the guy that's going to hit you with the sucker punch. It's like sometimes you're just trying to overthink this too much. Or, look, I love the guy. I love the guy. I don't want to get on the wrong side of angry Arthur. I mean, I love the guy. Is any part of that just trying to show, hey, man, I am smarter than you. I am the smartest guy in the room. Because, by the way, he might be. But is that what that is? I don't know if it's that or if it's just, you know, it's the last thing they'll be expecting. So it'll work the most. Like, yeah, but sometimes it's the last thing they're expecting for a reason. Because you have Bijan and Kyle Pitts and Drake London. That's what they're expecting because they're better. <laughs> Sam Monson joining me for another moment or two. What about Dan Quinn? Clearly not Washington's first choice. Hell, not their second choice. Maybe not even their third or fourth choice. But it doesn't mean it won't work. It could do you think it will? Do you like to hire? Or, frankly, did they just settle? A bit of both, really. I think they did settle. I mean, that's clear. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't their first choice, their second. But he's a good coach. And I think if you look back at his Atlanta team, one of the things that jumps out about that group was look at the coaching staff around him. He had a lot of very, very good coaches. Part of that was he had Kyle Shanahan, right? So you had, like, the Shanahan tree under him on that side of the ball. But if he's able to do that again and, you know, really build a staff together, that's part of the battle and he had a lot of success in Atlanta before it went wrong. You know, I was talking before you came on the air that I have not met one person or spoken to one person yet this week that's taking the Niners. It's insane. The line's not moving. The line is right there at plus two for KC. What do you make of the matchup? Almost nothing ever lives up to the hype. Do you think this will? And how do you think the game goes on Sunday? It's crazy. The line came out initially, and I was like, did we not just watch this happen <laughs> right. already? It, Why? it started two and a half, right? Right. And then it moved very briefly, and then it's just stayed there. And it's like we just saw what happened when you doubt Patrick Mahomes playoff Mahomes against a you know a favorite team he goes and gets it done anyway and we've learned nothing and we're going to do it all over again I'm with everybody else I I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes yeah I'm with everybody else too but isn't that normally a mistake when everybody goes one way don't we aren't we supposed to go the other way yes does that usually work yes except sometimes everybody's right (laughs) exactly yeah and this is the time I'm not (laughs) buying it I refuse to believe that Patrick Mahomes (laughs) is going to let us all down all right one last thing what about Mike Vrabel He didn't get that gig in Washington. How did he not get that gig? In fact, how did he get fired in the first place? I I think he's he's now been the victim of this kind of narrative, which is he can't work well with others, right? And I think if you look at where it went wrong in Tennessee, largely it was a personnel problem. And the guy that was responsible for the personnel was previously fired. We'd already made that determination that this was not Vrabel's fault. It was somebody else, the guy, you know, finding the ingredients. And then it just feels like the relationship between him and the owner sort of soured, and now he's being labeled as, well, he just can't, he can't make it work with anybody. He's not the guy you want running the organization. Yeah, I, I think that is the guy, though, that you want coaching your team. In fact, yes. I know that. Sam, for those who don't know, where do the listeners and viewers find PFF? PFF.com or the PFF NFL podcast, either on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, awesome. Sam, really appreciate it. Great to come together. I appreciate your time and the insight. Love the site and really good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was fun. All right, Sam Monson joining me on the set.